And what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the uh, Jim Bratton Sports Podcast. And I say welcome back because a little bit earlier, I had uh, recorded the sort of college football part of today's episode of the show, and because there was just so much football news that came out over the last week or so, especially with college football uh, giving its big announcement of the college football playoff expanding as early as 2024, and also with all of the NFL news that comes out of this being the opening week of the NFL season, obviously, I thought that it would be good to sort of divide today's episode of the show into two different segments, one talking about college and the other talking about the NFL, obviously. And so this is the NFL portion of today's episode. And uh, as it relates to This portion of the show, what I'm going to be talking about is last night's uh, season opener between the Buffalo Bills and the defending champion Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to be getting into what the rest of my predictions are for this week as far as games go, the rest of the games that are on the week one slate in the NFL, and I'm also going to be getting into my sort of of end-of-the-year standings predictions for each of the NFL divisions, and sort of the the packing order that they will find, that all of these teams will find themselves in at the end of the season. But that is pretty much what is on the docket for this portion of the show. Let me go right back to the top and talk about this Bills-Rams game because I was really surprised with with what the final outcome was. I guess I, sh- in a way, I'm not really surprised by the outcome as far as who won, but I am surprised by how much the Bills ended up winning by. I figured it was either way, it was going to be a lot closer than what it was. I, of course, uh, ended up picking the Rams, regrettably, and uh, as far as, and 
really quickly, a little sidebar. Another interesting thing that I'm going to be doing in the show is over the course of the season, I'm going to be predicting the winner of each and every NFL game from now until week 17, or week 18, I should say, uh, j- just to see what my final record will be at the end of the year. And so it's just one of those fun little games that I will be doing over the course of the NFL season. But as it relates to last night's game, again, again, I was surprised by how much the Bills won by. I was I was also a tad frustrated by how underwhelming my uh, fantasy football teams performed last night. And what really irritated me was is that was that I was really depending on Cam Akers, uh, the running back from the Rams. I've got him in one of my two leagues, and uh, I was really expecting him to do a little bit, maybe, and I understand he's coming back from an injury. I totally get that, but I was really expecting him to produce a little bit more than he did last night, but I looked at the box score today, and uh, Cam Akers recorded three carries for a grand total of zero rushing yards, which, most importantly for me, results in a big old goose egg when it comes to fantasy football production. And so I am a tad frustrated about that, to say the absolute least. But having said that, that's a little bit of my sidebar on fantasy football for the day. But having said that, Uh, When you look at the Rams' numbers from last night, easily the most productive player was, and this should come as a surprise to nobody, but it was Cooper Cup who finished the game with 13 catches for 128 yards and one touchdown, which is significant because it is the only touchdown that the Rams scored throughout the course of the entire game. And, of course, they only put up 10 points to the Bills' 31 points, for those of you who may not be familiar with what the score of last night's game was. But that is pretty much... All I can touch on for the from the Rams standpoint. Meanwhile, when you look at the Bills, 
uh, Josh Allen is an absolute monster at the quarterback spot for the Buffalo Bills. And he finished last night's game. And what what's amazing to me is at one point in the game, I believe he, from what I could see last night, he had only thrown three incompletions, which is astonishing to me. Uh, he ended up finishing the game 26 of 31 passing for 297 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. And when you look at some of the receiving numbers from the Buffalo Bills last night, uh, the leader in the clubhouse, so to speak, was Stephon Diggs, finishing with eight catches for 122 yards and a score. And Gabriel Davis finished with four catches for 88 yards and a score. So, and Isaiah McKenzie also added a touchdown catch as well. But pretty much the main take the main two takeaways that I can take away from last night's game are really the two beasts of the Buffalo Bills are Josh Allen and the Bills defense, which played absolutely phenomenally in the game last night. And really, the, uh, because, mainly because of those two aspects of the team, and I'm, I'm not going to give a final prediction on this because I would like to wait until we get to the postseason to sort of make playoff predictions. But when you look at these numbers from last night and you look at the way Josh Allen is playing and the way that the defense is playing, you begin to see why mainly a lot of people in the upstate New York area and a lot of quote-unquote analysts and quote-unquote experts as well are beginning to say that this may be the year that the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. It may be. It pains me to say that as me, me, of course, being a Tennessee Titans fan, but, and I'm also pretty terrified uh, looking at these numbers from last night's game because, of course, looking ahead on the schedule, who do the Tennessee Titans play in week two? 
Oh, that that would be the Buffalo Bills. And uh, it just really terrifies me, especially with the Harold Landry injury on the defensive side of the ball for the Titans that uh, Josh Allen could potentially uh, do this again. And, of course, when you're a fan and something like this happens against your team, that's obviously a nightmare scenario. But that is pretty much the... Those are pretty much the main bullet points, I should say, to take away from the game last night. Uh, Moving forward to the rest of the slate for this week's games, and there's some pretty interesting ones on the schedule, especially when you look at the Seahawks-Broncos game, and Russell Wilson, of course, uh, riding, as he as he might say, uh, into Seattle to take on his former team. And uh, for the for those of you who may not be familiar with that uh, quote unquote riding reference that I just made, uh, feel free to. I would encourage you to go to YouTube and search. Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride. And it should be one of the first two or three videos that pops up. But that is obviously going to be a game to watch. Uh, that, that will be this coming Monday night. And on su- this coming, this upcoming Sunday night, you also have a rematch of last season's uh, Thursday night opening game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But diving back into the sort of front of the slate of games for week one, and I am going to go ahead and Make start making my predictions. And remember, as of last night, uh, for those of you who do want to keep track of what my record is, I will, of course, be keeping track of what my record is on my social media pages as the season goes on. But... For those of you who are interested in keeping up with what my record is, I am unfortunately starting the season 0 and 1. But hopefully this weekend will hopefully knock on wood uh, this weekend will yield more positive results. For me. And so, with that being said, starting at the front of the line here, in the Saints Falcons game, 
that will be at noon on this upcoming Sunday. And I'll be going through all these games in order uh, of uh, game times, obviously. But in the Saints-Falcons game, I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. In the And I forgot to mention this earlier, this is another big matchup of the week, but the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers... I'm taking the Carolina Panthers in this one over the Cleveland Browns. The reason why I say it's a notable matchup is because of the whole Baker Mayfield element of the equation. Because Baker Mayfield is no longer a Cleveland Brown. He is, of course, a Carolina Panther. And I think that there's a lot of anger and frustration that Baker feels with his former team. And I think he will have no problems, uh, or should have no problems, uh, taking out those frustrations on the Browns uh, and will uh, get a victory for his new team in Carolina. Uh, 49ers Bears, I'm taking the... Actually, I think I'm actually going to change my, my, my mind on this one, but because before I started recording this episode of the show and I was going through the slate of games for the week, I actually had the 49ers over the Bears in this one. I'm I'm actually going to change that prediction and we'll be taking the Chicago Bears in this one over the 49ers mainly because of all the unknowns that come with start with the 49ers starting a new quarterback in Trey Lance and all of the uncertainty that comes with that so mainly for that reason I'm taking the Bears uh Steelers Bengals in a matchup of AFC North foes, uh, I'm going to be taking the Bengals in this one. Uh, Eagles-Lions, uh, I'm going to be going with the Eagles over the Lions. As much as I love Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, and I know that... Uh, over the course of that game, he is going to try. Dan Campbell is going to try to take off as many kneecaps as he possibly can. And for those of you who may not be familiar with what that reference is, I would again encourage you to go on to YouTube and search Dan Campbell 
Lyons introductory press conference. And again, it should be one of the first two or three videos that pops up. It may take a while to get to the kneecap reference, but uh, I, I assure you it's definitely worth the lesson if you are so inclined to listen to it. Uh, but I'm, I am going to be taking the Eagles in that one. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Colts over the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm actually going to be taking the Miami Dolphins over the New England Patriots, mainly because the Patriots have always struggled, at least in my view, uh, playing the, against the Dolphins in Miami. And so, just that's what my gut instinct is telling me about the uh, Patriots-Dolphins game. I'm going to be going with the Baltimore Ravens over the New York Jets. I'm going to be taking the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Washington Commanders. I'm going to be taking the Tennessee Titans over the New York Giants as we move into the uh, late games here. And... uh so I, I will be taking the Titans over the Giants at home. I know that makes me seem like a bit of a homer, but again, I guess I'm going with both my heart and my gut when it comes to predicting that one. I'm going to be going with the Arizona Cardinals over the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to be going with the LA Chargers over the Las Vegas Raiders in a AFC West matchup, which is the AFC West is probably going to and this game could go either way, honestly. I've already, of course, made my prediction, but the AFC West is I think by far going to be the most competitive division in the, the entire NFL this season. And so it could go either way, but I will be picking the Chargers over the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to be taking the Green Bay Packers over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so that is it for the late games. Uh, as far as Sunday night's game goes, with the Cowboys and the Bucks. Of course, for those of you who may not remember from last year, it was the Bucks getting the win over the Cowboys in the season opener. It was a very close, very close game. I cannot remember exactly what the score was. But I do remember it being very close, and 
the Bucks, of course, ended up winning. I'm actually going to take the Cowboys in this one, and the main reason I say that is because the game is in Dallas this time, and of course, there's the home field advantage element, and also I think the Cowboys are just going to have a lot of bad taste in their mouth from last year's game and will want to exact their revenge against Tom Brady and the Bucks. And of course, in the Monday night game, uh, I am going to be taking the Denver Broncos over the Seattle Seahawks as I have Russell Wilson and his new team riding their way to a 1-0 record to begin the season. So that is pretty much what my predictions are for week one. I will, of course, leave those on my Twitter page, at least, or the show's Twitter page, at least, just to remind everybody of what those predictions are. But speaking of predictions, another thing I want to get into before I get out of here is I want to go through uh, each division and just give the pecking order of where I think these teams will end up finishing uh, at the end of the season. And I'm going to start out with the AFC East, I suppose. And, of course, I really, this based on uh, last night's game, this should really not be a surprise to anyone, but I do have the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East, followed by the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets in that order. Uh, The AFC West, which again, I think is going to be the most competitive division in the entire NFL this season, but, and I really had to think pretty hard about this for a second. Uh, before I made these predictions, but as far as the AFC West goes, I do have the Kansas City Chiefs winning it, and it will be very close, but I do have the Chiefs winning the AFC West, followed by the LA Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders in that order. Uh, the, the AFC North, I have the... much Again, it pains me to have to say this as a Titans fan because I can't 
going back to last season, I can't help but think about what might have been, but it's a new year, and so uh, I have to operate with that mindset going forward, I suppose. But reason I bring that up is because I have the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals winning the AFC North. They they actually did not win their division last season. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, won the AFC North. I have the Steelers finishing third, actually, right behind the Baltimore Ravens and right in front of the Cleveland Browns. And my favorite division in all of football, the the AFC South, uh, obviously, I do think the Titans are going to win the AFC South. I do have as as and as many good things as I've heard about Matt Ryan and his very brief time with the Indianapolis Colts. I do still have a lot of question marks about the Colts especially the ones having to do with uh, the aforementioned Matt Ryan and his age more than anything. But I have the Colts finishing behind the Titans, and I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I think will improve to some extent, especially with the new coaching staff. Uh, I have them finishing at number three, and I have the Houston Texans finishing at number four. So that is pretty much it for the AFC. Switching gears to the NFC, uh, starting with the NFC East. Uh, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning it, followed by the Eagles, Giants, and Commanders in that order. Uh, The NFC West, which I do not think will be as competitive as it was last season, but, and I don't think it's going to be nearly as competitive as the AFC West, but in the NFC West, uh, despite the result of last night's game, uh, it's kind of hard for me to bet against the defending Super Bowl champs as far as their division, winning their division goes. So I do have the Rams winning the NFC West, followed by the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks in that order. Uh, The NFC North, uh, I do have the Green Bay Packers coming out on top in that division, followed by the the Minnesota Vikings, the kneecap-biting Detroit Lions will be at number three. And again, and again, for those of you who 
would like to see the video that I'm referencing, I would very encourage you to, I would very much encourage you to go on YouTube and do that because it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, Dan Campbell, what a guy. But anyway, I have the uh, Lions coming in at number three, followed by the Bears at number four. And in the NFC South, uh, I have uh, Tom Brady and company. The Tampa Bay, Bu- Tampa Bay Bucks finishing at number one, followed by the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers, even with Baker, I think will come in at number three. And obviously the Atlanta Falcons will have to slide in at number four. So that is pretty much uh, what my predictions are on the final standings of the different divisions of the NFL. Uh, As far as playoff seeding goes and Of course, what I think the results of the playoffs will be, I'm, again, going to hold off on doing that until we get to the playoffs. But those are pretty much my division standings. Uh, I guess I can touch on the winners really quickly so that I don't have to go through the full standings again. Uh, the AFC, I have the Bills winning the East. I have the Chiefs winning the West. I have the Bengals winning the North. And I have the Titans winning the crown in the AFC South. And in the NFC, I have the... Cowboys winning the East, the Rams winning the West, the Green Bay Packers winning the North, and the Tampa Bay Bucks winning the South. And so that is pretty much how I think the divisional standings will play out at the end of the year. But with that, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get out of here on that note. Again, I've I've covered a lot of ground today in two separate episodes, which again, I felt like I sort of needed to do just because of how much news uh came out of the football world in the last week. But as far as upcoming episodes goes, uh, I'm of, next week, I'm of course going to be talking about this week's slate of NFL games and what the results of those are. I'm in particular going to be focusing on the Titans-Giants game for obvious reasons. 
And of course, I will be touching on the results of this past weekend's college games as well. And of course, going over the latest AP poll and other things of that that nature. And I may very well end up doing two different segments of the show again. Who knows? But there's certainly going to be a lot to talk about. Uh, I may I may also touch on the ongoing final stretch of the season in Major League Baseball and also how well the Atlanta Braves are playing as of right now. Chop, chop. But uh, I'm going to knock on wood to make sure that my words do not come back to haunt them as they go down the final stretch of the season. But there's going to be, as far as baseball goes, there's going to be a lot to talk about between now and October, that's for sure. So I may touch on that and... I guess mainly just football and baseball are probably going to be the main two bullet points of future episodes of the show. And of course, if other news in other sports happens to come up over the course of the next few days to a week, I will of course be talking about that as well. But for now... Uh, I guess that is going to wrap up today's edition of the show. I know we've covered a lot today, but I very much appreciate you guys sort of bearing with me and continuing to listen to me as I go through all of those details. Uh, So just thank you guys so much for listening. I very much appreciate it, and I will see you soon.